0: Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Deli, Four One Four Deli. Excuse me, sorry, got to give the proper name. It's your boy Cisco, as always, with your boy Ryan.
1: Hey, coming to you live from the front porch.
0: Oh, a little
1: chilling awesome. on the porch.
0: Now, for 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 our listeners, you're in Florida, so you can be. Yeah, out yeah, the yeah, porch. yeah.
1: Hey, uh, bro, it's freezing there. Uh,
0: actually, it's pretty warm today. I'm in Milwaukee today.
1: Oh, you're in Milwaukee?
0: Yeah, I came down to visit visit my mom and stuff. For uh, people that don't
1: know, there's got to be, and correct me if I'm wrong, but there's got to be a 20 degree difference from Green Bay to Milwaukee.
0: No, You know what, man? Every time like, people say that, it's kind of the same. Like, it's really not, it? yeah, I, like, well, when I go back and forth, like, the weather's yeah. really not much different. It's,
1: Probably because of the lake, then I would assume. You know what I mean? Like you get whatever lake effect water. You know, winters are warmer. Oh, that's true. Summers that's are cooler. True,
0: I do. I'm comparing to like when I come by my mom, which is in Bayview and live. That's by the lake. So,
1: my thought maybe like 30 miles inland up north. I bet you it's pretty cold. Yeah, it gets I mean, like compared. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and. Right now, it's 59 and sunny, which I guess for October 22nd is pretty good. It's supposed to be yeah, like you, 70 today. so. Bro,
1: you could be outside from the back porch of mama's I, house. I probably could. not know the internet's
0: that good out there. Unless I would be
1: out there. <laughs> I'm closer uh, to my router now than I am when we usually do it. So, if my internet's bad, then we got some problems. But anyways, nobody wants to hear about the yeah, weather. Yeah.
0: Well, I, I feel like that's probably more interesting than the Packer game was against the, the Jets
1: depends on it depends <laughs> on what you were looking for <laughs> if you were looking for a future hall of fame quarterback to almost die then no you were very interested yeah yeah man, but that's uh yeah i'm gonna kick this one off so Go ahead, we're yeah. gonna we re- so just for all the listeners you know all four of you just kidding hopefully there's more um we're probably gonna have to move this to you know maybe later in the week just due to my work schedule but Either way, our plan is to bring you a week synopsis of the game and then a little uh, little forethought, foreshadowing of the game coming up. So this week, uh, I know for me, I was just telling Cisco, like this game felt like an eternity ago because eternity it was so bad. But I'm going to start off negative. So I'm going to – there was so much negative that I'm going to do a negative, a positive, and then a negative because if I just – yeah, and then we'll get into – the other stuff we're going to chat about but but my biggest worry about that game and moving forward is the offensive line yeah um that was probably one of the worst performances I can remember um as a Packer fan from an offensive line for for my and I'm I'm being serious like this isn't hot take Saturday like in my entire life um And it started on play one. I don't know if you guys remember. If you're like me, you try to block it out like a nightmare. But we handed the ball off to Jones, and it was a four-yard loss. Like, I don't even know if he – he almost didn't even get the ball. And a defensive lineman was, like, literally in his face. The first three runs we ran, the the running back never even sniffed the the scrimmage line. And that's sad because – I get it. We're, we're kind of dealing with a banged up line. Elton Jenkins is still banged up. Royce Newman's uh Some, I, mean, yeah, just I just, don't know what's going on with that. Royce Newman's as good as a, one of those doors when you're walking up to the grocery store and it just opens for you and you're like, oh, thank you. <laughs> uh, Jake, Han- I mean, uh, sorry. Myers at center. He's actually been pretty solid. Left, the left side, in my opinion, has been our strong. Like, the only thing you can even remotely be happy about. But as a whole, it's really bad right now yeah and i don't really know from a fan perspective what we can even do to make it better like i think mercedes lewis played more this game so you had an extra really i mean for all intents and purposes in my opinion he's a tight end tackle like he he blocks as well as some tackles in the nfl
0: well and that's the majority of what's asked of him right his the majority of his job is blocking he doesn't go out for a whole lot of routes
1: yeah he's 38 He, but he, but he, but the thing is he does it well and not just well, he does it well above average. Um,
0: Well, he's so, he's good enough to be playing at, you know what I mean? At this age and the, you know what I mean? Like that's how good he is. Like he's at that, like he's always like, he could probably if, if for some reason the Packers didn't want him right now and cut him, he'd be picked up by, you know, like the Rams the, or Tampa Bay or Inview, I was anything.
1: Probably San Francisco with their one game.
0: Oh, yeah, shit, man. Yeah, that's going to be crazy but, to watch.
1: But, yeah, my, my point in all that is, like, I don't dislike when uh, Mercedes is on the field. I do not at all. I, I like it. I actually like – because he does a lot of things. But when he plays as many snaps as I believe he played on Sunday, it goes to show that the uh, – the faith of our offensive staff and our offensive line is dwindling because they can't get the job done. You need to bring in. And as opposed to some teams will bring in like an extra running back to chip, we got to bring in really an extra offensive lineman. And it's like, Jesus, you know, it's, it's not good. It's not good. And I, I am, if there's anything I'm worried about tomorrow, and I know theoretically we're talking about the jets is that defensive line against their offensive line like they need to figure it out and there is no time in the nfl to go you don't have time this isn't the nba where you can figure out a new scheme yeah you got and games you got 82 games and you can use 10 of them and go five and five and be okay like so that that's mine that's my huge huge disappointment that's the most disappointed i am is with the offensive line
0: yeah Mercedes Lewis played 27 snaps. I don't know if that's a lot. I mean, Rod, Rod just had
1: 69. So we played 69 snaps, 27. That's about a third, 33%. I don't know what that is compared to uh, yeah, what he usually yeah, plays, I but I just remember seeing him out there a lot, which usually when I see Mercedes, it means we're either doing some run or some play action that's going to be disappointing not that he's the guy he's the reason but no no yeah that's just um, it's just
0: the package right like oh, and then but, having him play is one less pass catcher you know what i mean so one less option for Rodgers.
1: i'd say one last dynamic pass catcher because i still think he probably has top three hands on the team you know like yeah,
0: he can but, catch mean, the just, ball just but you're not the, getting him of what we not, run like he's yeah not, he's not
1: getting downfield
0: yeah, and, and he's being asked to block for the majority of his snaps. So, um, yeah, man, I don't know. There was a lot to not like again. Um, funny, I, I went to the barbershop this morning, bright and early, 5.30 a.m., and uh, there's a guy in there. He's a Giants fan, and I know that's the game before, but I was like, man, I hope I don't see this guy. But he was there, and sure enough, he was like, I told you those Packers suck, man. And I'm just like, fuck, I can't really say anything right now because we do suck.
1: No, nah, but I hate those types of guys. Like, I got a Giants fan I work with, and it was, like, Tuesday at, that week. And he didn't even come say nothing, but I said, like, hey, man, you guys look good. Like, I don't care what the media says. Like, I think you guys are a formidable opponent, like, in the yeah. NFC this year. And he was like – yeah, I wasn't gonna say nothing, man, because I know how big of a fan you are. But I appreciate it, and I was like, "Hey, you guys, you guys showed resiliency and and grit to come back and down seventeen to three. And again, we're talking about the other New York team, but but I the, just hate fans like that. bro, yeah, like, but I, I mean, get like it. the
0: comparison, the comparison is is kind of well, I won't say it's the same, but you know, the Jets didn't have Wilson. You know, he's been banged up or whatever, and.
1: But their defense, well,
0: their defense looked amazing.
1: I don't know, man. Old Zach is uh three and you0 since he's come back. Like, yeah. yeah, he didn't have a great game. I think they threw the ball less than ten times. I think they had eighty seven pass yards.
0: Let, but, let's, and and let's look at that. Did they? Yeah. They didn't need to pass the ball because fucking Brees Hall was all over the field.
1: Yeah. So I think I want to I want to say something about that. And it's a trend right now. And I think it has a lot to do with what I talked about in our group chat. All the okay, so let's look at the Patriots. They gashed us on the ground, right? Yeah. The giant, There's the last three weeks. Giants gashed us on the ground. Jets gashed us on the ground. Everything happened in the second half.
0: So, what do you equate that to? Adjustments?
1: The defense is part of its adjustments. Yeah. I would, I agree but the other part is our offense isn't doing anything to keep them off the field.
0: Yeah. Like Rogers, I Rogers get I said that in the McAfee show, he said that the defense held them eight. Like he said, they eight had straight eight possessions, eight straight possessions. And then he said, we didn't do our, our end to help. So. And like, that's true. Right. Cause things, everything does go hand in hand. Like it, the, your defense can be solid, but if your offense isn't staying on the field long enough or, isn't generating points, then it's a different game, right? 100%. Like, you can't, I agree. You're not going to stop. Like, no defense is stopping somebody eight, eight nine, ten times, you know what I mean, in a row. Like, that's just – like, I mean, yeah, you do get those shutout games, but um, it's rare. see that. You rarely see that.
1: Yeah, and that that's another thing I'd like to point out is – I'm not giving the defense an excuse, right? You're an NFL professional player. You need to come play for 60 minutes. And Joe Barry said it yesterday. Like, no matter what you guys say, I'm, I kind of liked it because he was like, I'm not going to shit on my offense, you know, the offense of this team. And I'm not going to shit on the rest of the players. Our defense needs to be better. Yeah. We have to show up in the second half. And I take credit for that. But I don't have to say that because I am a fan. The defense is gassed. I don't like. I don't care what anyone says. You can come to me and be like, "Oh, they're professionals. They should play sixty minutes." I'm sorry, but when you're 330 pounds and you're getting asked to run down a Bre- a Bruce Hall, a Saquon Barkley, 20 plus times a game, yeah. no, no. Like, give me a fucking lead and make this dude throw the ball. Yeah, and well, that's
0: the thing too is is where our defense is not. And, like, I, I give them credit because they started off really well, right? So, like, I'm not – I don't want to shit – I feel like I shit on the defense every week these last couple of weeks. But, um, you know, it. you get – what what's happening is they're getting tired. Then they're getting frustrated, right? And what happens when you get frustrated, you don't communicate. You make – you do stupid shit, right? Well, you like try T. to be J,
1: Superman. Like, because what is that, TJ Slayton had T. J. that TJ Slayton, yeah. Well – that penalty is funny because that, that's what the whole coaching staff was like lauding our defense about was that possession inside the five eight straight plays and we held them. And I do think that's pretty awesome. It shows fight. It shows grit, but the problem is we're already down 17 or whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, that's great. Like way to come out and fight, but the whole third quarter and the beginning of the fourth quarter, you got slashed. You got like, yeah. and they did the same fucking thing over and over and it, Part of it's adjustments. So, part of it, like, let's stop. I think what we need to do as fans, and, and you and I, in, in my opinion, are like, we're not, in a way, we're not like overreacting and everything's on the coaches. We're, we're six weeks into this and we've seen, in my opinion, every game's been the same, right? Yeah. At what point is it no longer coaching and it's execution? And Rogers said it. I think Jair said it. I didn't watch Rashawn Gary's, or I did. And he said the same thing. We're yeah. hungry. It's execution. Yeah. The, the, the coaches spend an insurmountable amount of time to put a plan in that works for us as athletes, and we aren't executing it. So I'm coming out week seven, going into week seven. Like, I don't think this is on the coaches anymore. I don't. Like, is it some of the coaches? Sure. But, but five weeks ago, I thought it was like 80% coaching. Yeah. Now now it's the opposite. Like I think it's 80% execution and these players out they're just not they're not doing what they're supposed to do.
0: No, and I think now we're at a point where like and and maybe not you so much cuz you're you're pretty relaxed and not that I'm like oh our season's over, but I think now before we give the benefit of the doubt, okay, we're a good team, we got good players, we just got to put it together, you know. And now it's kind of at the point where it's like, you know what? you guys got to prove that you're worthy of that, right? Like even Rogers said that too, like he was uh, not, not, not this week, but it was a different episode, but he said like being like, they were talking about Packer fans and like, he said, it goes, well, when you're good, the expectation is that you're going to be good. So when you go out there and you look like shit, basically, yeah, that's why they react that way because they expect greatness. Whereas bears fans, you're just happy when the Packers lose, you know what I mean? Like, there's, so there's a different dynamic. Like people might overreact as Packer fans, but I think you do the same if you're, you know, when you're the, uh, a Patriots fan with Tom Brady, because you expect it. Because it, yeah,
1: and no, no, go, yeah, yeah.
0: You know what I, I mean? Like the, and on paper, like our defense, you you read the names of the guys off, and you're like, this 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 team is three and three.
1: This team's loaded, yeah, with talent, and that so, that that was going to be my point. I hate power rankings. I think they're the I think they are media generated to make, you know, headlines to shit on people and or like crown champions and wheat whatever. Right. Yeah. But the one power ranking that stands out to me every year is the preseason power ranking. And the reason is because it is, we don't know what any team's going to be, but on paper, Talent wise, these are the best 32, one through 32, right? Yeah. And I want to say we were top five. When you look at our roster, there is zero, zero excuses, zero reasons why we're three and three, and we've lost to teams that frankly we are more talented than. So I agree with you. You pull up our defense, we got studs at every level, and they're just not and and LaFleur. Rodgers, I think J. Gray, who's our defensive backs coach, probably Adam Stenovich, who's our offensive coordinator. They all said it this week. When 10 people do exactly what they're supposed to do, one person isn't, and it's killing us.
0: Yeah. We go, we go are, two weeks. There's a, there's a lot of mental mistakes going on, I think. I, I don't think – and that's why I think the losing is frustrating because we don't really lose like that. Yeah, this is the first time we lost two games in a row under Lafleur,
1: right? First time we've lost two games in a row under Lafleur. First time we've lost at Lambeau under Lafleur. First time we've lost a noon game, East uh, Central time, in like three, since Lafleur, I believe. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of firsts, but here's the thing: just like records, firsts are going to happen, right?
0: Yeah.
1: Everyone, I saw the stat like, oh, now Lafleur is 15 and one at Lambeau Field. Okay, motherfucker, he wasn't going to go undefeated for the rest of his goddamn life. Like, yeah, let calm yeah. down. Like, <laughs> th- like those things happen. What, what I will say is worrisome some about this team is, and I don't know these guys, right? I watch probably every interview that happens, whether it's at the locker room on Pat McAfee on which Eisen, cause Aaron Jones goes on there. I watch them all.
0: Yeah. Cause oh, yeah. I'm obsessed. Eisen and him are cool. They,
1: yeah, I'm obsessed. What I don't, and I don't know them, right? I only know what they do in the media. I don't I don't go have dinner with Aaron. I don't go Aaron either of them to yeah. make that perfectly clear. Like Aaron Jones doesn't come catch me on a fucking Friday night. But what I think may be part of this, and this I do believe is somewhat coaching, is we bought into our own hype. Like we walked into this season going, damn, look at this defense. It is filled man yeah we lost Devante, but we got two stud running backs our offensive line's about to become healthy with getting bakhtiari and jenkins back and we didn't we didn't uh accept the fact that there's a possibility that hey bakhtiari and elton jenkins are going to take some time yeah hey these rookie wide receivers are going to take some time hey uh jair doesn't play a zone it's that's harsh. Jair doesn't thrive in a zone like he does in man. Well, for five weeks, we played a zone and we got gashed. Yeah. The first time we played, Hey Jair, you're going to lock up their number one wide receiver and we're going to fucking go to work. We, we held the team to 80 yards passing. Yeah. And Jair gave up zero catches and almost had three interceptions and he's pissed off. I watched his interview yesterday. He is literally pissed off. He dropped, he didn't even drop any of them. He just didn't come up with those balls. So part of it to me is a little bit of ego. Like, we're getting slapped in the face repeatedly now. What are you going to do to respond? Are you going to follow the Rashawn Rosh- Gary who says, I'm hungry? I know as a defense, we're hungry. We want, I think this was Monday. He said, I want to be back on the field today.
0: Yeah.
1: Because I want to prove that we aren't what we showed on tape yesterday. And you got to love
0: that, man. You got to love I
1: that. I do. But here's the problem. We're going back to that. There's 11 players on the field. Yeah. How many of those 11 believe it? I believe Jair does. I believe Rasul does. But something Jair said yesterday that I don't like, Eric wants – talk about Stokes here. Yeah. He said Eric wants to make every play. And when he doesn't, it really gets to him. He's a second-year player. He's playing a big role in this defense. He's given up big plays probably every game this year. Yeah. Is his confidence wavering? Right. This is where you need the Jairs, the Rashans, the Kenny Clarks, the the Jalen Reeds, because he's an eight-year vet to go up to this kid and go, Hey, we believe in you.
0: Yeah.
1: Like, like get out of your own head. It's it's, it's similar to the Devante back in 2015. Right? Devante in 15 led the league in drops, 17 yeah. of them. I guarantee, I don't know it, but I guarantee, I'm sure it's in an interview somewhere, that Jordy Nelson, Randall Cobb, James Jones, uh, whoever else was on the squad then, those vets went up to Vontae and said, Hey, we believe in you. Yeah. Right. So, like, now's the time. And, and I think Rogers said this in his interview on Pat. And, and I can tell you watched it because you, you keep bringing it up. But remember when he said the best team, he said it this week again, but he said it a lot the best teams are player led. Yeah. Like, he's like, We have a great coaching staff. But we, as players, are not taking ownership of this team. And I hope, man, I hope all 53 of them motherfuckers heard that and went, damn, he's right. I mean, it's true. Like, you got to, like, it.
0: it's not all coaching. You know what I mean? It, at the end of the day, and I think, like, uh, I, I can't remember, like, who said this, but, like, one of the coaches said this. But at the end of the day, like, the players go out there and they got to play. I could coach. I could tell, hey man, this is what you need to do. But if they don't do it, you know what I mean. I think that's the perspective that most fans don't understand, because like I, 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 feel like we're getting out coached in some of these games. But at the same time, I'm not saying that like, oh, the players played great, but the scheme was dumb, because that doesn't make sense, right? Like,
1: I, I'll, I'll give the players a pass for some of those games when I think our defensive scheme didn't work to the talent we have. Yeah. But at well, the guess end of the what? day,
0: they do got to make the plays.
1: I agree. But get, but guess so, what? Joe Barry last week in his press conference said, well, Sean Gary, Jair Alexander, Rasul Douglas, and Kenny Clark all came up to me and said, coach, we need to change. And the reporter literally said, Joe, that is not what got you here. You've been in the league for 27 years. That is not what got you here. Why did you change the philosophy of your defense And he goes, because as a coach, I need to listen to my players, Yeah. right? And through eight possessions, we we showed that our defense is fucking stout. And then something broke down. And I don't know if it was, hey, man, we're gassed. But I know a lot of times, I don't know if, if you do this, but on defense, I literally, every single play, I go, where's Gary, right? I literally point him out to my wife every single play. I go, Gary's on top, Gary's on the bottom. I go, Gary's not on the field. Because to me, he's a game changer. He's an absolute yeah. game changer. I and then internally I go, where's Kenny Clark? And where's Jair Alexander? Because those are the three guys on our defense that if we're gonna be successful, they need to like they need to do it. It's either gonna be Rashawn Gary getting pressure and then he throws it and Rudy Ford has an interception or whatever, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, whoever. Yeah. Whoever. But
1: there were a lot of times, and I don't know the stats. There were a lot of times when I was like, "Gary's off the field. Gary's off the field." Yeah. You know what I mean? No, I mean, and and,
0: you know, like it's hard because these guys, they like you're saying, like we're getting, we're getting gashed, and then our offense is going three and out and taking twenty to forty seconds off the clock. You know, like
1: and yeah, then but right my, back out there. My point for that is, you can't expect these players to go out and give a hundred percent and play 100% of the plays. Like, if yeah. you want if you want them to, to give it their all, you need to get spelled. And I thought uh, Kingsley In- In- Ngabawe, I, I don't know how to say his last name, but 55, the rookie, I thought he had a good game. He had his first yeah. sack. Yeah, he did. Um, it was nice. I thought Quay Walker, uh, honestly, like, I know there's a lot of tape out there that is saying he's been up and down, but I think personally, he's actually been really good. Uh, that's he's funny because over... I
0: saw somebody I saw some posts like talking shit about him. And I'm like, man, I don't know. He's a rookie.
1: He's what? overran plays, and that is where he's getting he's like a little happy feet, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I thought I think holistically he's played really well. I know Devondre Campbell was getting just annihilated in the media after the Giants lost, and I'm like, uh calm down. Like, what yeah. are, what do you like so Again, I think it's – here's my honest – and this might be I'm in fucking Twilight Zone. Like Ryan is in La La Land. Like he is blinded by his – fan, like the fact that he just hates losing – hates when they lose so much. But I do believe we are simple fixes away from being right now five and one in my opinion, but moving forward from racking up like a bunch of wins right yeah like we're not far off like yeah we lost to the giants or the jets by i think 2021 but like we're not and here's one thing if you had to uh i don't know i think if you had to if you had to roll matt lafleur's entire time in green bay into two words uh this is what I would roll it into is complimentary football. When we play complimentary football. So when the offense is doing what they're supposed to do, the defense is doing what they're supposed to, and we don't have special teams blunders. We are really, really fucking hard to beat, like really hard to beat. but I can probably name four games in his entire tenure where we've put it all together. And that's not, I'm not, I'm not shitting on the floor for that. What I'm getting at is like, we're not good at everybody coming to play because like Sunday all year, who's been the best, uh, in my, out of the three, who's been the most solid? Would you say out of the, the offense, defense, and special teams,
0: probably special teams,
1: probably. Right. I would agree with you. And look at Sunday. The first thing I thought yeah. was, Oh fuck, here we yeah, go again. Me too, me too. A blocked field goal, a blocked punt, but then we, we did block a punt, but our blocked punt, uh, Went for, I believe, a field goal, and then their block punt went for a touchdown. Like,
0: yeah, it's so you' unfortunate, you know? It, like, it's
1: super unfortunate, but it was one of those things. In my head, I went, "Here we go again." Yeah, because <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. it's it's
0: like a snowball effect, you know? Like it's just that you just keep collecting, and it's just or whatever you want to call that, or domino effect. One domino goes, and then they all start to go. I, the one thing I'll say, and I don't. Like, I think we can probably move on from it. But the defense and offense, both, the confidence looks like it's been shaken. And I think that they need one – first off, they just need a win, right? You don't want to lose three in a row. You need a win. But I think they need – we need a big win. Like, if if beating the commanders, I don't think that – I mean, that could help boost your confidence. But, like, if we could beat, like – The Bills, dude, like, we need, I feel like we need a signature win to turn that confidence back on and get those guys back, you know, like, and and see what the defense should be, like, what we see on paper. They, you know what I mean? And then offense, obviously, we knew was going to be a work in progress, right? Because you, you know, you lose Devontae. That's a main part of our offense, but it's one guy, right? You still got Jones and Dylan. Um, but you know what I mean? Like it, we knew that would be a little bit harder to get going.
1: So, yeah. But, so here's another here's another word that I'll use to describe uh, LaFleur's tenure is, uh, and it maybe it's two words, but it might be a hyphenated word, is self-scout, right? How many times have we heard him say that in his press conferences? I'd say probably if I had a ticker, probably over 50 times over his three years, six games. Self-scout. We have to self-scout. What are we going to do on the bye? We're going to self-scout. Well, it's time to look in the fucking mirror individually and be like, we're either not as good as we think we are, or damn, we thought we were so good that we just got, you know what I mean? We got punched in the mouth and like, it's time to, it's, I'm being like facetious in a way, but it's like dude, these guys really do need to look in the mirror and go, man, I am not as good as I thought I was. Cause I think it, I think personally, it's an ego thing. And it goes back to that confidence. Like when you walk into a situation and you're like, your confidence is at an all time high and you get humbled, your confidence hits so low. You know what I mean? Like it's one of those things, like your expectations are so high and then your expectations aren't met that like, it's almost like you can't recover it, you know? And I think that's where we're at right now. So I, I almost – I not almost, but I disagree with you. I think beating the Commanders, whether it's by one or it's by 20 on Sunday, is a huge thing because we've just lost to two teams that I think are, are much better than, like, the media and fans oh, sure. give them. But I will tell you, man, and I'm using Jair as an example – This Packers team did not believe the Jets belonged on the same field as them. Yeah. Because when you say if we lose to this, if we lose to X team next week, then it's time to panic or whatever verbiage he used, you're pretty much saying like that team is no good. You know what I mean? So, like, they walked into the game against the Jets. Now, I'm not saying everybody walked into the game against the Jets and said they're not, they're not, they don't belong here with us. But there were players, in my opinion, that walked into that field and go, this is an easy win. Yeah. And you I mean, fucking, as a fan,
0: I thought it would be an easy win. I, I haven't watched too. the Jets play, so you know what I mean? Like, I nope. you know.
1: but here's the thing. I did too. But that doesn't take away from the fact that you and I on the couch can do that. We're allowed to do that. Yeah. But if you're a player and you walk in and you go, I already own you, you probably lost.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You Especially – You can't underestimate anybody. Every dog has its day.
1: Well, especially against the younger team because they don't know better. You know what I'm saying? Like, they don't know better. All they're doing is trying to get good film on tape. Why? Because they need that next contract.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, shit. The Falcons beat the 49ers. You know what I mean?
1: Well, I mean, the whole the whole year's been crazy. The Buccaneers are three and three. The Rams are three and three. The are yeah. three and three. The Giants are five and one. Like there, there's a lot of anomalies preseason that we didn't even believe was going to be a possibility. Yeah. You know what I mean? And now we're looking at it, going, man, maybe, maybe there's more parity in the NFC than we really thought.
0: Yeah, and it's funny, like, to do this now on Saturday as opposed to, like, Monday or Tuesday. I feel like – and I think even Roger said this, too. Like, the, the fans have a reaction, but then, like – or maybe Pat said this, actually, but, like, by the by the middle of the week, they're just back on it, like, yeah, all right, we're going to win this one. We're going to win this one, like, you know. Um, and I think that that's kind of, like – I'm just like, oh, okay. Like, I was pissed. I was like, this is – you know, and I was uh, – we were – Um, we were in the UP in upper Michigan for the weekend. So I caught the bar at a a Packer bar, but there were, I was, we were like the only Packer fans there, but um, it just was like, man, this sucks. You know, like it just was hard to watch, but. And it is,
1: that's the thing. Like, it's hard to watch right now, but I don't think that's, I don't think that's like overreaction Monday. Like even on Saturday, it's hard to watch. Like we need to play better and I mean, you, you're you not going to say it because I think you alluded to it, but I'll say it because I do think we're at that point in the year. And like, I appreciate you saying, like, oh, you have, like, you're up. Op- Essentially, you were like, hey, you're optimistic and you take these things better. I don't. I just try to, like, on <laughs> I mean, the outside. Out, like- <laughs> yeah. Well, no. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. No, I think actually that's a good way to say it because I do like in my head I'm so disappointed. But then like to the wife, to you, to Matt, in the in the to my dad, I'm like, hey, it's okay. It's only week six. And in my head, I'm like, fucking. Fuck, it's week six. It's <laughs> miserable. Yeah, but I do think this is this is a must win. Like I do think Sunday tomorrow is a must win, and oh, it's dude, because
0: I think that's a that's. That's for sure. And
1: I, I think the Jets was a must win for us. Here's why. And here's why I think this. And you can give me your reason if you want. I know we got off script a little bit, but that's okay. I'm, I'm comfortable with this discussion. I actually like it. Um, it's an NFC opponent. And I don't believe the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the San Francisco 49ers, the Los Angeles Rams, the – and I believe there was one more uh, team are – Playing to the, uh, playing as well as they can. Yeah. So yeah, sure. Right now, with a seventh seed, if the playoffs started today, but if we continue to play like this, and it's not going to be good enough for the playoffs. And in the end, if we don't make the playoffs, it's a massive, massive disappointment. Yeah. So and the, I mean the the, the Vikings are running away with this division. They're on a bye this week, which is nice because we can get within a game and a half, and then yeah. we do have to play them again, but. The thing is, like, we have to we have to come out and play better. Like, there is no – I was thinking about this last night on the way home from work, knowing that we were going to really try hard to do the podcast today. Um, you know, they say, like, there's no good losses or whatever. I, yeah. I agree with that, but I do believe there's really good lessons that can be learned from losses. And, well, I mean,
0: that's what you're supposed to, right? Like, well,
1: I don't think we have. Yeah. Right? So I think if we're able to put that stuff together, if we're able to block out the noise somewhat, if we're able to really look in the mirror and go, man, you were a top five defense coming into the league, according to the media, and you haven't played up to that. Yeah. So I do think tomorrow is kind of make or break. It's one of those games. Like if, and I don't want to put, like I'm a big thing about manifesting positive things, but I'll say I expect another Aaron Rodgers quote if tomorrow doesn't go well. Like the R E L A X, the we're gonna run the table, the it's you know what I mean? He yeah. said it was either last week or this week. Oh, this week he said it's not time to P A N I C <laughs> and maybe that was his way of going, like because I think those things he in my opinion, he's a very cerebral individual. Everything he does is formulated for a reason. So when he make certain statements on to the national media i think he's 100 percent talking to the locker room yeah and i i think that could have been one of those moments like because yeah. i know you watch some of the shows i don't um but i do watch some of the like i guess clips yeah uh I and try, one I, of them
0: I try not to watch too much but sometimes i haven't i just get sucked in but yeah
1: one of them was Skip and Shannon, which I, I, I'm starting to really hate watching them too, but I don't watch them at all. Well, I mean, Monday, did, so. Monday, Shannon was like, I think it's time to panic. I think it's time to panic. And Skip, obviously he fucking hates the Packers. So he's like, you think it's time? It it was time weeks ago. You know, yeah. he's just a fucking <laughs> real loser. But, um, like Aaron didn't use those five letters. Because it was the first time, you know what I mean? Like he, there was a, there was a reason behind that. And I know it was meant in jest because he was making, he was sort of making fun of the relax, but I don't know, man. I, 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 I'm setting myself up for disappointment and I know that, but I can't help it. I expect us to play really well tomorrow.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, you have to, because if you don't, I mean, you're talking about, Three losses in a row, three and four, losing to the Commanders uh, with a backup quarterback again. The, yeah, I
1: think their backups better than their starters. Yeah, show, I, was gonna, so.
0: I think that too. Um,
1: but so let's. I mean, so yeah, let we've we've this was this has been a real fucking yeah, negative we were, podcast. Yeah, so yeah, let's. We what was one to, thing Sunday that you were like, I like that. You know, what I mean, like that was good. There's gotta like there's gotta be something. Um, Tanya Yeah, I think so. You took mine. I'll, 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 go to my backup. But yeah, shout out, ten, Big ten, Bob. Ten
0: targets, ten, ten, catches, ten catches.
1: Ten catches. He set. He set a uh, Green Bay Packers record for a tight end. Yeah. Which I, bro, is that nice not amaze him, you?
0: It's nice to see him get involved. Yeah, no, that's kind of crazy considering how much. Uh, I feel like. Even Brett Favre liked the tight ends, you
1: know? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I was going to say. Chamura, Bubba Franks, uh, old boy 88, who decided to shit on the entire team Finley. after Michael Finley. Um, yeah, Bubba I was Frank, like wow. – I was what amazed. A... I thought I was reading – like, I read that during the game. Like, Bobby T needs one more reception to become the all-time leading – or the the most receptions per game for a Green Bay Packer by a tight end. I thought it was bullshit because I'm like, there's no way 10 catches is, you know, and it is, but yeah, that was probably mine too. Uh, And I think, I think that has bigger implications than the normal fan or the normal viewer is giving it. And the reason I say that is because did you see the active wide receivers for tomorrow? No. Okay, so we have Alan Lazard, uh, Jawan Winfrey. Did we sign and, him to the – So, yeah, Jamar uh, uh, Winfrey is a, uh, is like an asterisk. We have a chance. We, we can bring him up. What I, what I mean by that is he's healthy. He can be active, so that, oh, that's okay. bad on me. Okay. So, yeah, so right now, because we haven't done anything with Jawan, it's Alan Lazard, Romeo Dobbs, Amari uh, uh, Rodgers – and Samari Toure. That's it. Oh, my God. That's all we got. Now, that's why Bobby T. It looks like Bobby T. Is back in the form.
0: Yeah. yeah. You know,
1: that's why having a healthy Bobby Tunyon is so important. Well, because he gets stretched the field, too. You know, and. Well, he catches the fucking yeah. ball.
0: Yeah, he's more of a pass catcher in, in comparison to what else we got. You know, but, uh, yeah. So, and I, I think, I don't know if you want to. I hope I, we're going to have to – he's going to be involved more tomorrow, right? That's like a guarantee.
1: Yeah, so you 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 did Bobby T. That was my one. My 1A one or my 1B is I think we would be remiss because I think through five weeks every podcast with the exception of the Bears one because we skipped it. Um, we've shit on the defense pretty harsh and we shit on the podcast for the first 40 minutes of this one. Yeah. Or the de- yeah, we shit on the defense for the first 40 minutes of well, this. Well, no, one.
0: you you gave it to the old line and
1: I got, well, I did, but defense was booty too, but
0: Yeah.
1: Um I got to shout out Jair. Gave up zero receptions, three pass breakups, followed their number 1 wide receiver who ended up the through the day with one catch for 8 yards and that wasn't on Jair. Um I love Jairo. I I love his mentality. He makes me laugh. And I really like how he's, he's for lack of a better term, he's super cocky. But I think from, if you asked him, he's confident. Yeah. It comes off as cocky just because I think the way he says stuff, but here's what I'll say. He backed that shit up. Yeah. Like you can't, you can't, you can't call him cocky when he says, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to lock up their number one receiver if I give a chance. And guess what? He got the chance. And guess what? He did it. Yeah. So I expect him to follow Scary Terry. And if he does it, that, in my opinion, is a schematic issue.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah.
1: So I'm good with wrapping up against the Jets. If you want to use the next few minutes to maybe. Let's,
0: let's just. What, do you have any predictions for tomorrow?
1: Yeah. I, I Like I said, I think I've set myself up so fucking poorly for disappointment. Like I'm thinking like 34-10. Like if we contain Tyler Heineke. Taylor. Is it Taylor Heineke?
0: Taylor, Taylor yeah, Heineke. Taylor.
1: If we contain him. Because here's a funny stat I'll tell you. And I don't know if you heard this. Taylor Heineke played 15 games last year. Right? Yeah. The game he played against us, he rushed for ninety-five yards, which I didn't even realize he rushed yeah, for that dude, many.
0: Yeah, I had him. I had I picked him up in fantasy last year as like a backup quarterback, like for one for a bye week. And he's he was statistically he wasn't that bad, man. The rushing yards help for fantasy, but
1: yeah, Do you know dude, that accounted for like seventy percent of his rushing yards for the entire year.
0: That's crazy. <laughs> that
1: ninety-five. So that's why I say if we contain Heineke, if we don't let him run wild like he did yeah I think we we went big that's and I like Brian Robinson I think his story is really cool and really admirable but he doesn't scare me like a Brees Hall yeah, or yeah, uh, yeah. Say not, Barkley. Not,
0: not at this point not yet
1: but I will say like when you get out to the lead and make Taylor Heineke a pocket quarterback I'm confident that we have the tools and the grit and the bounce back to have a good game. So I'm going to go 34-10, 34-10, and I know I'm setting myself up for. I said it's either going to be a one-score game or we're going to blow them out. Yeah, and I think I'm I'm going towards the latter.
0: It's funny because I have uh I have Dobbs on my fantasy, and I'm debating putting him in over uh, Jalen Waddle. because I feel like we're going to have a like I feel like this is going to be a game that Rogers has a big game. So I don't know. I might do like 28 to 17, but I don't know if I, I think that like because of everything like that's happened the last three weeks, I don't have as much confidence in, in the score. So, but I'm going to try that. I'm going to say 28, 17.
1: But. So here's what I'll say. I, uh, I think that, I think the media can influence coaches' decisions when the media is right. And one thing I I shit on the media a lot, one thing the media is dead spot on correct on is we do not use Jones enough. I'll give you another stat that I think anyone listening to this and you, if you haven't heard this, is going to be simply amazed by. Not surprised because we watched the games, but amazed. We lost Devontae Adams, easily our our most important weapon. I think think that's fair to say, right?
0: Yeah, 100%.
1: So what's the natural thought? Okay, who's the new number one dynamic guy? Aaron Jones. Yeah. Okay, well, his touches are going to go up. He is right now on pace for less touches per game than he was last year when we had Devontae.
0: That's crazy.
1: So right now he's averaging fourteen point five touches a game. Yeah. Exactly. Last year through the season, he averaged fourteen point eight six touches per game. That to me is fucking insane.
0: Yeah, you would have thought you would see the uptick. I think so they're, when trying I, yeah. they're trying to force not maybe force, but similar to force, maybe not fully force, but that they're trying to like push that pass game and that and that chemistry between Rodgers and these new receivers, I think they're trying to push that now so that later on in the year, it's clicking. Does that yeah, make
1: sense? I, no, no, I do. I agree with you, and that's part of my thought process too. But I bring back that I brought up the media, and the media the last two weeks have has literally demolished Matt LaFleur and Adam yeah. Stanovich for not oh, giving yeah. Jones the ball more. And I think this is the week we see just like this – Just it's going to be like insanely like it's going to be evident to everybody watching, everybody involved that Aaron Jones is the focal point of this week. Yeah. And that's where like you bring up Dobbs and you bring up like, ooh, do I do this? I'm not saying no, but I'd be weary as well because I see Jones getting like. A lot of like, yeah. we're gonna give him the ball thirty five fucking times, and we're gonna we're either gonna win because Jones is proven to be that guy, or we're gonna lose because he either didn't perform, and or he wasn't allowed to perform because the offensive line was blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah. but I see. Yeah, like, I
0: am worried. The offensive line does worry me, but
1: yeah, it um, worries me too. But
0: um, but yeah, I so, do. You want to touch real quick on the the trade deadline coming up
1: i do i want to say one other thing about the offensive line that i'm not sure a lot of people are tracking elton james was a elton jenkins was a uh, limited participant on wednesday and thursday and then he didn't practice yesterday because of his knee they haven't released whether or not he's gonna be out bro if he's out well and jake hansen has already been ruled out Uh, a lot of people don't know i didn't know this till after the game jake hansen replaced hoist newman and out of after halftime, and then he got hurt and Royce Newman came back in. So that, if Elton Jenkins is out, that whole, what I think we should do, move Yash Nijman to left tackle and, uh, sorry, right tackle and Elton Jenkins to right guard and get Newman on the bench, that can't happen because Yash is going to have to come in at right tackle and we're going to have to stick with Newman at right guard. Although, if you ask, you know, Coach Ryan on the couch, I think we should be trying out like a Zach Tom. But, Dude,
0: I don't understand – yeah, yeah.
1: But, again, he I'm –
0: inter- he, he looked way better than some of those guys during the offseason,
1: but – I agree, and I'm interested to see what they decide to do. It is going to be – I think we could be surprised tomorrow at the starting offensive line. Yeah. I, I wouldn't like Tom supp-
0: could be a guy that comes in and never – never leaves.
1: Yeah, I agree. He could be the Elton Jenkins of three three years ago when yeah. he played at left guard, and then we go, holy fuck, you know?
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, he took over for someone, and we were like, oh, and he never gave it back.
0: Yeah.
1: I could see that with Zach Time as well. I, yeah. I really could.
0: We'll see. It'll um, be interesting. But- we'll be talking about that for sure tomorrow.
1: I mean, yeah, we'll be talking about it in the group chat, and if it doesn't work out, I'm probably going <laughs> to pretend like I never said anything because um, I can oh. do that. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. So the trade deadline, obviously the big story again, I feel like it's every year is the Packers all are all in on X player. Yeah. This year, if you guys have seen it, if you haven't, it's chase Claypool from the Pittsburgh Steelers Packers reportedly all in on chase Claypool, chase Claypool, 6'4, 220 pound wide receiver who has played uh, primarily in the slot this year and that that kind of makes me laugh because he has come out and said, and the scouts have come out and said that at no point in his career should he play slot.
0: Yeah, he's so, not a slot guy.
1: So it's funny because Tomlin has decided to play him in the slot. But His best ball was on the
0: outside with, with Roethlisberger. Which,
1: right what are we missing right now in outside wide receiver? Yeah.
0: Because
1: I think Dobbs's best spot is probably the slot, personally. Like a Greg Jennings type thing.
0: Yeah, possession more of a possession –
1: so, um, we decided to spend a few minutes being a dumb packer fan and talking about the trade deadline as if you know <laughs> we're, we're gonna do something. Um, so there's a few guys out there. I don't know if I don't. Well, first off, where are you leaning? If we were to make a move, where do you think it would be? Well, I think there's only. Go I ahead. I think
0: that I think obviously the 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 thing that pops out is receiver. Right, it's been the that's been the story. Even when Adams was here, um, and at, at that at that position, you're looking at yeah the reports. Claypool, uh, Carolina looks like it might have a fire sale, so maybe DJ Moore. Um, and who's the other
1: Elijah Moore? Elijah from the Moore Jets. just
0: requested a, tr- a trade, even though they said they won't trade
1: him. Well, um, they have to because the, they need the price to go up. Yeah, so. Um, And then there's one other one that nobody's talking about, and this isn't a trade, and this is where I believe, and I know we're talking trade deadline, but really what we're doing is we're talking bringing in somebody. Yeah. Whether it's, he's a free agent, and he's been linked to the Packers now for three fucking years. Do you know who I'm talking about? Will Fuller? Yes, Will Fuller. He's a free agent.
0: I don't know why, yeah. What
1: is he asking too much? Like why, uh, why is he so on him? The first line of the three so it was like three free agents the, the Packers should go get today. Number one was Will Fuller, number two was D Ford, uh outside Russia, and the third one was some guard tackle. I did not even really recognize the name. The first line on DJ uh Will Fuller <laughs> I kind of laughed because I was like, Oh, he belongs on the Packers. Um Will Fuller's past injuries are a huge red flag to the entire NFL. And I was like, oh, sounds like he'd fit in our system really well. (laughs) He'll play one game and he'll fucking be out for the year. Um, I don't know how we haven't signed him twice. but uh, An extension. I say Will Fuller because six weeks in, what we have right now obviously has not worked. Yeah. But I know you were giving me shit. I know Matt was. You might not have been as much, but like, I'm still a firm believer that our wide receiver room is good enough to get it done down, like for the for the long run. Yeah, I still I do, and call me an idiot, but I believe that Sammy Watkins fits us fits our team really well. And when he comes back, I think he's going to have a good second half of the year. What I don't here's what I don't want us to do, Cisco. I want us to go get somebody in the wide receiver room. What I don't want us to do is get fucking bamboozled. Yeah. Like, go get a DJ Moore, go get Elijah Moore, or go get a Chase Claypool. And you give up way more than you really ever needed to. And then we look down the stretch, you know, the week 15, 16, 17, 18s, and the guy's not on the field because the chemistry's not there. And Randall Cobb's back, Sammy Watkins back, Christian Watson's back, and those guys have the chemistry. Yeah. And then we have a dude sitting on the bench, and we're like, fuck, we gave up a third rounder for that dude. See, so, yeah,
0: and um, I think what where where my limit is, fifth round, fifth, sixth, seventh round, right?
1: That's yeah, all, fuck that's it.
0: all. I'm willing to see us give up. Um, so
1: here's another thing that I found out recently, uh, and when I say recently, it was yesterday, and I don't, I haven't seen it confirmed for either. Uh, who is the guy? Shit, I'm blanking out of his name. Who went to the Bears? He was a uh, quarterbacks coach. Getsy? He's not. Getze. So Luke Getzey and uh, Hackett, Nathaniel Hackett, both left, right? Yep. Now, I don't know if this applies to us because neither of them are uh, minorities. I don't know if it only applies to minorities or if it applies to all coaches. The NFL implemented a rule two years ago that if a coach leaves your organization to take an upgraded position, so again – Nathaniel Hackett went from an offensive coordinator to head coach. That's an upgrade. Yep. And a Gets quarterback coach to you
0: are
1: you are awarded a third round compensatory pick. And the reason this is a big story right now is because do you know what the 49ers used to go get uh Christian McCaffrey? They used the Rams picks, it said, right? No, they use, well, they did. They use some of it, but they use two third round compensatory picks that they were awarded for Robert Sala becoming the head coach at the New York Jets. Oh, wow. He, they got two picks because he's a minority. So I believe the rule is we'll get one for each of them. So if we were to give up one of those third round compensatories, that's my limit. I don't want to give up our third rounder
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. One of
1: those third-round compensatories, I'm comfortable with. If you're not going to use one of those because we don't actually have them because I don't know the rule well enough, then I'm with you. Five, six, seven, they fucking get rid of them. Go yeah, get someone and just I, see I if wanna, it works.
0: And everybody's talking about Odell, and that doesn't look like he's going to be ready till December. So,
1: so I mean, like you, with you, that, I will say I am on the Odell train, 100. percent because I think at this point in his career, he's bought into it's not about me. If you would have asked me five years ago, I would have been like, hell no. His talent, unbelievable. But yeah. he's, a, he's a diva. He's a. But watching him on the Rams last year. I was year, just
0: going to say, watching him on the Rams did change my mind about him.
1: He He looked humble. He looked hungry. He looked like, honestly, one of the best teammates I've ever seen in the NFL.
0: Yeah, and he was doing good, too, until he got hurt. Whoa, he, he, was, he, was he was the MVP of the contract again.
1: <laughs> he was the MVP of the Super Bowl.
0: Yeah, he was he was he was doing really, really well, man. Really good. So I, the but, other
1: pos- the, the yeah. reason
0: I say that, though, is because that like that's not going to happen. We're not signing him now. I think he's not going to get signed. Maybe November. Maybe I think. November. It,
1: yeah, I think if we go sign Odell, it's because we've we've whacked off some wins and we're looking at that. Hey, we want him for the playoffs.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because right? it wouldn't because, make sense to sign him now, and then if for some reason we keep playing like shit.
1: Well, it wouldn't make for sense for him to sign with yeah, us because yeah. he wants to go to a contender.
0: Yeah.
1: You know? He says, hey, I want to go to the Packers, but there's two things when you, when <laughs> you hear Packers that from it.
0: The are four and uh, seven. You know what I mean? Like, oh, Well,
1: here's the thing. He said the Bills, the Packers, the Chiefs, and the Rams, I think, were his top four. I think all four of those are, are good fits, I, personally, but – when a, when a free agent at his caliber comes out and says stuff like that, the main reason they're doing it is to start that bargaining. Like who's going to fucking bargain for it? You know, who's going to up, up the money, up the money, you know? Yeah. Um. So are we in that discussion because he wants, you know, a higher payday or are we in that discussion? Cause he fully wants to come here. I think it's some of both. Yeah. Now. Last question I'll say I, I got feelings for the I'm trade gonna, deadline. I'm
0: gonna have a hot take about the trade deadline.
1: Okay. We, but I, I have a question okay, go first. Ahead, go ahead, go question ahead. first. Don't forget that. Don't forget your hot take. Um so you never really answered the initial one, and that's kind of my question is you said the the media and like the the, the popular opinion right now is that we're gonna if we do something, we'll go at a wide receiver. But what position do you actually want us to go get? Um
0: well I mean, I kind of want that. I want to see. I wouldn't mind seeing it because I don't have faith in. I mean, even though, okay, Cobb's hurt, but it, it's not serious. He can come back. Watkins' injury history, right? So to me, you're, you're, and uh, Watson is also hurt. So like going after a receiver isn't, a, to me, isn't a bad idea. But again, five, fifth sixth seventh round pick nothing nothing crazy so like i feel like that kind of eliminates a lot of the guys that we would want to see anyway like you're not getting elijah moore for a fifth round pick
1: i think um, you No, i think you could in today's nfl
0: you think so i, think, I do i think claypool maybe more than more but um and uh, but yeah or I mean, maybe yeah, even uh well there's two more i guess dj Moore, um I think personally, they need it. to get
1: the fucking. They need to get rid of DJ Moore because I think in that locker room, he's a cancer. Like yeah. he's he's not bought in. He doesn't want to be there. But, but before the, we get to your hot take,
0: line is what
1: I think we should okay. are okay. I'm depth. I'm defensive end. Oh, and the reason is I think we have. You can say what you want about Preston Smith, but he's been consistent and he's been really good this year. Yeah, yeah, I agree. But he's he's getting up there in age. I think he's 28 or 29. In uh, for a defensive end, that's you know he's not playing 60 snaps a game. But Sean Geary, I think, is our best player on defense. You can, I think, someone could make an argument at, for Jair and someone could make an argument for Kenny Clark. But I think personally, it's it's for Sean Geary. But again, he's not going to play 60 snaps a game. So when you spell them, you're going to a Tippenaliere, who's now on IR. Yeah. That Kingsley and Ngagbare, which his nickname's JJ, but he's a rookie. And then there's one, Jonathan Garvin, who honestly, I don't know if he's made a play on defense. He makes plays on special teams, but on defense, since he became a Green Bay Packer. So, when I say all I say all that to say, when we remove one of those two guys, we have a considerable drop-off at talent. Yeah. So, I wouldn't mind us going, like, I thought when we went and got Whitney Merciless, I thought he was formidable. He wasn't Oh, that was amazing. Been hurt. He, he wasn't
0: get hurt, man. That's a that's you know what I mean. That was he played well.
1: Yeah. So like that's a guy, somebody like that, someone that's not gonna again. He's gonna take a fifth, a sixth, a seventh rounder, maybe a vet, but somebody that's gonna come in and just be able to spell Preston or Sean and not have such a drop off.
0: Do you have any that's, names, or is that something you look
1: into? I didn't look into it at okay. all. I just I think those are the we talked about the three in my opinion positions that. If you were going to do something, it would be wide receiver, offensive line, or defensive end. I think offensive line, we just need to fucking get it together. I think talent-wise, we're fine. Wide receiver, again, we need to get it together, and we need to get healthy. If we didn't do something on the wide receiver position, on the wide receiver front, I don't think it's like, woe is me. Mainly also because I think we should be a run-first team through Jones and Dillon. So schematically, I think we just need to shift mindset. But when it comes to defensively, we are – I think schematically in Joe Barry's scheme, we are a team that relies on pressuring the quarterback. And when you lose the Rashawn Gary, when you lose the Preston Smith, because they do need a blow, I don't think we're doing enough, um, from that end spot to really like put our team up for success. So like, I'd like us to go get a defensive end. Also, here's the last point I'll make. I think that's the position out of those two, three, or those three that, um, They don't need – like you don't – like a wide receiver, you go get a wide receiver, they need to start to gel with the offense. They need to gel with the scheme, and they need to gel with Aaron, right?
0: Yeah.
1: You get an offensive lineman with zone-blocking scheme, and that's what the Packers run, you need to mesh with the other four. A defensive end, you fucking tap him on the helmet, and you say, go sack the quarterback. Yeah, yeah. Like what what else did – A little bit easier transition. Yeah, it's like, hey dude, you got a motor. We're gonna play you twenty plays a game. And guess what? The only thing we want you to do is fucking rush. Yeah. Oh, I can shit, I've been doing that since I was fifteen. Okay. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing to really learn. I don't want us to go get a guy who can drop into coverage. No, no, no. Fuck that. Go get a dude who's just gonna rush the quarterback fifteen to twenty times a game. That's yeah. it. I'm gonna so, it's
0: funny, I'm after this, I'm gonna take a look. I'm gonna look at some of those teams that are having fire sales and the teams that are just maybe trash and need to. Uh...
1: I think the biggest key, if you're going to go take a look is you're probably going to need someone on their second contract because I don't think a team, even with the fire sales going to give up a young, like no guy no, yeah, who's yeah, going to yeah. be.
0: I, I'm def Yeah. I'm not going to look for, cause it's definitely be a veteran, right? You're looking for. Yeah. A vet.
1: So your hot take before we wrap this podcast up,
0: that was my hot take that we would trade for an offensive lineman.
1: Oh, do you have a name?
0: No, no. I just think that, we need the help something's not working something's not clicking and with with the unknown of Jenkins and Bakhtiari right at any and and at any player at any minute could be you know I mean but like you know that you have somewhat of a fragile player Hanson going down uh you know what I mean like I, I just I don't know I unless you know tom plays and we oh, okay yeah we see i think that they might go they might go after somebody the the christian mccaffrey trade is gonna start a domino effect i think in the nfc and maybe not for blockbuster trades but teams like the rams tampa bay us um i'm trying to think who else the, maybe even the vikings like they're looking at that because that's your competition now you know yeah. what i mean so like i guess maybe the only not thing... big big splashes but You're going to see some trades and some signings and kicking the the tires on some of these um, free agent veterans. And we got to really make sure that we're doing our due diligence and get some of these guys in here. Cause, and I think about defensive end as a, as a need, but after listening to you talk about it, like that's receiver, offensive line, defensive end, like those are some needs, man. Those, you know, and, and there's players out there that we can,
1: that you can get, but yeah, you're, you're not going
0: to get them all for free and for cheap, you know? You do got
1: to give a little bit. Four weeks ago, I probably would have said safety because I don't think Darnell Savage is playing as well as he's, I was hoping he would. But Rudy Ford's been awesome the last yeah, two weeks. So yeah. I think at safety, we're okay. But to to throw, a, throw my thought out, my two cents out there for the offensive lineman piece, and I, I, don't, I don't disagree with you. The reason I think offensive lineman is probably – the lowest one of those three that we potentially do. And this is why the price, in my opinion, for any offensive lineman right now in a trade is going to be substantially like out of this world. And not because they're like a great player or because, um, I don't know what, for whatever reasons, my one sole reason why I believe that is because look at the Rams offensive line. They just lost another offensive lineman to a season ending injury. So now they're down two out of their starting five, the Buccaneers, I believe are two out of their starting five and the Vikings have a pretty bad offensive line. So those three teams that are not playing up to expectations. Well, two out of the three that are not playing up to expectations, their biggest need is offensive line. So when we're talking like trades is are the I'm just on a team out there. Are the Titans going to give up an offensive lineman to the Green Bay Packers for a sixth rounder if they can go to the Buccaneers and get a fourth?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So the, like the, that's
1: the competition
0: I, is. A little yeah. Bit different, I think yeah.
1: there's less teams that are looking at wide receivers and defensive ends than there are at offensive linemen in the uh, NFC. So that's why I'm like. If we make a trade for an offensive line, it's going to either be a blockbuster like we're trading a second rounder for this second year stud, or it's going to be like what we just did in picking some fucking six nine mammoth off of someone's practice squad. Yeah,
0: that's you good know, point. That's, and, good
1: and point. that's that's my sole reason for thinking wait, offensive wait, line. Wait,
0: extinguish my hot take. My hot take No, is, no, I just think it's no a, that hot.
1: <laughs> well, well, going back to like the way Goody operates and the way the offensive or the front office for the Green Bay Packers have operated now for 20 years since Ron Wolf is been like, we're looking for something that's beneficial to the Green Bay Packers. And, you know, getting into a fucking, uh, a bargaining, like a bidding war over somebody that may even may play may not. Is not in their MO. And like, that's, that's to be honest, that's a Rams, that's a, that is a Los Angeles Rams philosophy thing to do. So like, I see them bringing in an offensive lineman, giving up a fourth rounder or a third rounder for somebody that's unproven or just hasn't played up the standard because that's what they do. Like yeah. They are like, hey, we're all in all the time. Draft picks don't mean shit to us, whereas us, we're like, no, we're a draft and develop. We're not giving you a fourth rounder for that guy who may not even play. He's not better than our seventh offensive lineman, and that guy hasn't seen the field. So that's why the offensive line thing, like we're not going to get in a fucking bidding war with the Los Angeles Rams. We're going to be like, ah, no, we, we'll give you a seventh. Like yeah. final offer. That's the best we're going to do. Yeah,
0: not, I don't think it would be a blockbuster trade. I just was thinking for some depth. I don't we
1: might, think we're going to do a blockbuster anyways, but if we did, yeah, yeah. Um, I guess any
0: I, trade, if you're a Packer fan and we make a trade, that's blockbuster enough. Like, Oh shit. We just traded a fifth rounder for some guy I never heard of before, but for us, that's yeah. blockbuster because we don't do, we don't ever really do that.
1: <laughs> so here's my last comment for this uh, podcast. And something that I was thinking about probably the last two weeks, you know what we're missing? Well, two, two comments. One, I think we've failed as a front office by letting Billy Turner walk. I think we've highly underestimated the amount of impact that Billy Turner had on our offensive line because it allowed Elton Jenkins to play where he is at his best, and that's at guard. Yeah. Two, the last three years-ish we've had that swing reserve tackle kind of w- that super veteran guy and this year we don't i think the last two years it was jared valdeer from the patriots oh yeah yeah
0: yeah and
1: then three dennis years ago and, oh yeah so two years two year.
0: last year right dennis yeah kelly or dennis or kelly
1: was year? last year and then two and three years ago it was jared valdeer so like we don't have that right now and that's I think that's hurting us because we yeah. don't have that veteran guy that can come in, you know, he gets told Friday afternoon that, Hey, you're starting this week. And he goes, okay, I've done this, my old fucking career. I'm good. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, I, I expect a better performance Saturday and hopefully, you know, Monday, Monday, Sunday night. Oh yeah. My bad. Today's Saturday. I expect a better performance Sunday and hopefully tomorrow night and Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday. We're, uh, we're Singing feeling a lot better. Too. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it would be nice to have some triumphs.
1: But let's not game. play so good that now, like, our front office is like, oh, look, we're fucking great. Because I do think we, we could use a piece <laughs> or two.
0: <of> <laughs> the, Stephen A. was wrong.
1: Yeah. that. But, yeah, I don't, yeah, right, don't
0: want to do that too much. But, yeah, uh, yeah, this went way longer than we thought it was going to go. But hopefully we get a victory tomorrow. I'm sure we'll be chatting it up. And uh, it'd be nice. Yeah, it'd be nice to have a real victory Monday.
1: I agree, bro. I'm just. (laughs) All right. Well, till next time.
0: Yeah, man. Y'all take it easy. Thanks, everyone, for
1: listening. You take it easy and. uh... Go Pack. go. Go Pack. Peace. Peace.